Beat on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio is the weekly companion podcast of Write On Magazine and the Write On suite of publications from pen to print. Subscribe by searching pen to print in your favourite podcast app to have new editions delivered to you each week. Write On Audio listener contributions. Sharing your writing for the world to hear. Our April listener contribution is from Ethna Cullen. Ethna was born in Dublin and moved to London when she was six. She has published two novels and a volume of short stories and is a successful published poet. Ethna's poetry has recently been used in the creation of a musical piece, A Better World is Possible. Ethna is a page editor for Write On Magazine's Thoughtful Tuesday page. Here's Ethna to introduce her listener contribution. Hello, I'm Ethna Cullen and for my listening contribution today I'm going to share some of my words with you. You may know me as editor of the Thoughtful Tuesday page of Write On Extra. And today I'm going to give you some samples of poetry that I've written, especially because it is National Poetry Month. April is a marvellous opportunity to celebrate the expressiveness, delight and pure charm of poetry. So the poems I'm sharing with you today are poems I've written recently, a lot of them inspired by spring, and some of them which came from the workshops I was running writing the seasons. So I'm going to share them with you now. The first one's called, I'm from an island myself. I'm from an island myself, looking over the water to this island myself. Water separated me from my home as the boat took me away to this land. Now, 60 years on, I forgot until now the pain of parting, the strangeness of arriving, being far from home. Now my home's near the forest, not far from this lake, a lake made by man, dug out from the earth. My next poem's called In the Air, and it celebrates a springtime walk I made with a very, very good friend. In the Air. Cold doesn't sting, air coming in from the river, fresh on our faces. We see wallflowers. My dad loved them. So, you tell me, did yours. Pansies stare, faces out of the border, watching, watching. Daffodils, radiant yellow, crocuses, open-mouthed, reach towards the sun. Earth is rich and dark, bulbs pushing shoots, and, oh, the smell of spring is in the air. We trace it to the large Mahonia, and both lean in to catch the scent. And ah, spring is in the air. This next poem I wrote when it was time for everyone to go back to school after the last holidays. And it's called Head Teacher's Song. And if you've ever worked in schools, perhaps there's a few things here that you might be familiar with. Head Teacher's Song. I want no school today. Sit in my PJs all day. Eat beans on toast off a tray. Pretend today's a holiday. A lovely chance to slip away. PlayStation never put away. No other rules I have to obey. No bullies to call me gay. No tellings off to come my way. No one asking for more pay. No principles to sign away. Or ideologies I must betray. Or worries that make my hair turn grey. 
No patrolling the noisy hallway, no uniforms in disarray, no call to Ofsted to say Ofsted are on the way when I can't tell them to go away or make believe it's Saturday. The next poem is called Patch a Few Words. Patch a few words together, find your voice in silence. Move past the stones that block your way to the elaborate doorway of wild imagination. And if you chance to see the birds, the trees, the water, or the fabulous yellow of the iris in the lake, breathe in its glorious colour, scent, and free, free air. Speak to the air. This next poem was inspired by a walk in Lloyd Park, where the bushes along the side of the path, trees which had been formed into a hedge, suddenly attracted my attention from the noise that was coming from there. And it's called Tree Full of Starlings. Tree full of starlings, January mud, full-throated ease, thorny pyracanthus, single orange berry at their feet. Sounds like crying babies, laughing cats, spotted backs, and petrol-coloured blues. Full-throated ease. And this last poem from me is one that I read when I went into a little competition. It was to, fe- to become crowned Poet Laureate of Plumstead. And it was a single poem competition, and when it came to the judging... It was really nice because people in the pub, it was just an ordinary pub, were given voting slips and had a chance to vote. And I think that one of the reasons this poem was so popular was because there's a lot of images in here that people were familiar with, Um, things from their growing up, things from a particular age of my growing up as well. And it's called And When, but it's really a poem about my mum and my childhood. And when it rained, we shut the door, stayed in and picked up our pens to draw. Slid up the snakes and down the ladders. Competition spoiled our childish chatter. And we dealt out cards and played, beggared neighbours and old maid. And when we ate, we all sat at the table, trying to get a word in when we were able, moaned about each other's bony elbows as we peeled the skin from boiled potatoes and passed the sugar, butter or the jam, ate banana sandwiches, sausages or ham. And when we did our homework after tea, sums and reading, science, history, reciting tables till they sounded like a song, in trouble if you got a spelling wrong, she'd read a story to us when we're done. And so we all learned that reading's fun. And when we took turns in the bath, the ascot heater burst its fiery breath, and she took the soap and scrubbed and brushed our hair. She really tugged and dried us in rough towels vigorously and sprinkled talcum powder liberally. And when we went to bed, she tucked us in and pushed the hairy blankets up to our chin and said a prayer or two for those we loved. God bless and send us mercy from above. Surrounded us with dolls and teddy bears. We listened 
till we heard her go downstairs. So although the feeling at the start of this was really to talk about the power of poetry, if you listen to the podcast or if you read Write On or Write On Extra, you'll know that we deal with all kinds of writing and all kinds of voices. And there was recently a feature about the use of artificial intelligence to to write articles and to write books. And uh, there was some commentary there from our own Claire Buss about how this has become a real possibility. So to finish with, I've got a piece here which a friend, Yaz Jebour, uh, sent to me. He had actually asked a chatbot called ChatGPT to write a small introduction of the offside rule. And he'd asked it to write in a Marxist style of writing. And this is the result. The offside rule is a manifestation of the capitalist ideology that pervades association football, brackets, soccer, and reinforces the dominance of the ruling class. It serves to maintain the status quo by restricting the movement and creativity of attacking players, who are forced to adhere to strict positional requirements and adhere to the whims of the referees. The offside rule is a product of the capitalist mode of production, which prioritises profit over the needs and desires of the people. It serves the interests of the bourgeoisie, who use it as a means of exerting control over the proletarian masses, forcing them to conform to the strict regulations and hierarchies of the game. The interpretation of the offside rule by referees is often arbitrary and subjective, reflecting the inherently unequal power relations that exist in a capitalist society. This creates a situation in which the bourgeois can manipulate the rules of the game to their advantage, reinforcing their dominance over the proletariat. In order to truly liberate the game of football from the grip of capitalist oppression, we must abolish the offside rule and all other forms of arbitrary regulation that serve to restrict the movement and creativity of the players. Only then can we create a truly democratic and egalitarian game that is free from the constraints of capitalist ideology and the ruling class. Thank you so much to Yaz for sharing that. I'd like to finish with two poems which I didn't write. They're poems that are going to appear on my April page. Um, Our theme has been contradictions. So these are two poems, one which was sent in to us by Thomas Nixon, and it's called Tomorrow's War. And I picked it for my page because I love that kind of idea which goes back to something I learned at school from a Roman general called Vegetius, a contradiction that if you wish for peace, you should prepare for war. This one's called Tomorrow's War from Thomas Nixon. Thank you so much for submitting it so that I can share it today. Tomorrow's War. He's ready for war, but it ended yesterday. Tonight, a peaceful demonstration gathers in a circle of barbed wire and rubber bullets to celebrate the dawn of peace. His baton is clean, never tasted blood, much like himself. Those biceps, his tattoos, they don't give the game away. This is his first rodeo. You're probably thinking, isn't he part of the riot police? Who says that? The badge on his vest. Give me a break. They sell that shit in bulk down at the cop shop along with batons, handcuffs, tear gas. 
They are ready for peace, but the war has just begun. And this final poem is also on my April page. It was submitted by Ray Miles, and it's a nice one to finish with. It's called Expectations. Sometimes I want to curl up small, lie on the floor, all in a ball. But I know that won't do at all. I must be firm, I must stand tall, because that's what expected. Sometimes I envy those who are dead, then chase that thought right from my head. A mental riot act is read. I think of jolly things instead, because that's what's expected. I cannot help the way I feel. I'm made of flesh and not of steel. But these emotions, they are real. Just give it time and they will heal. Because that's what's expected. Thank you to Ray Miles for that poem. And thank you to all of you for listening to my listener contribution and sharing some of this with me. Thank you to Edna Cullen for providing our April listener contribution. We'll post links in the show notes for this podcast so you can find out more about Ethna and read some of her work. Next week, we'll bring you a showcase edited by Claire Buckle. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in write-on or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare, and you've been listening to Write on Audio. Write on Audio is produced by Chris Gregory, and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. This podcast is supported using public funding by Arts Council England.